The Bible Study Podcast, episode 474. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Proverbs with chapter 12. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 12, which is another set of Proverbs that have no particular theme here, although there's quite a lot in here you'll see about fools versus wise. And I think we'll do these one at a time. That seemed to work better last week than trying to do them 12 at a time or 10 at a time. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. (laughs) That's pretty blunt. And yet what it's saying here is, if you think about your past, have you ever done anything that you regret? Have you ever had somebody come to you and say you were wrong there? It is wise to be able to accept that, to be able to, with humility, say, I was wrong. When I said that, I was wrong. And what we can see is that somebody who is foolish will double down on that, or they will not be willing to admit that they were wrong, or they will come up with excuses of why it was somebody else's fault, or they will change the subject, or they will blame someone else. But it is wisdom to be able to say, I want to be better, and the way I get better is by admitting the places where I fall short so that I can change. And if we're not willing to admit that we're wrong, how can we be right more in the future? Good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. Not sure that one needs a lot of commentary. God's more in favor of good than evil. No one can be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. When you think of uprooted, think of that storm that blows through and that is tearing at the trees and some trees will have poor roots and they will get ripped up by the roots. And that's really what's going on here is he's saying, have your roots be deep. Like that man in the New Testament who dug down deep and built his house on the rock. It was a lot of work. But he did it, and when the foolish man didn't, the house was on the sand. It's the same sort of thing, that lack of roots, that lack of work to make sure that the foundation is good isn't going to work out in the end. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. Character is what a lot of these proverbs are like. And what this is saying is, again, like the dating advice we got from Solomon last week, If you're looking for who to marry, if you're looking for who to be around, if you're looking for who to hire, look at character because character will be consistent and character and good character will be consistently of value, consistently good to be around. And that's true in dating. It's true in hiring. It's true in friendships. Look at character. It's true in voting. (laughs) The plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. Deceit is one of those things that's coming up here a lot because we see that those who are wicked are going to be weaving their lives. We are called not to be deceitful, not to encourage deceit, but to make good plans, to make righteous plans, just plans. Just means right with God, right? These are plans that you would just as soon show in the light of day and to your mother than talk about in back rooms at night. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the speech of the upright rescues them. 
part of this has to do with our intent. Are we intending harm? Are we intending to be of benefit to people? Are we intending to look out for other people? Remember that whole thing of the all the law and the prophets are summarized by love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And this is that second one. Are we looking out for our neighbor? Are we looking out for those we may not even know? The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous stands firm. Again, that firmness, again, that foundation thing, just repeating that thought. A person is praised according to their prudence, and the one with a warped mind is despised. What is a warped mind? A warped mind, that which is different from normal, that which is different from normal and when I say normal, that can be what we experience every day or that can be what is what is good, what's healthy, right? And so someone who has a mind that's going off in directions that are inappropriate is despised. Better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. And this is great. This is the Bible saying that perception is not reality, and the Bible saying that perception is not as important as you may think. However many Twitter followers you have, how big your house is, how big your car is, it's, there are other things that are more important. You know, we could say, better to have a small home with love inside than a big house without. I mean, it's that sort of idea. It doesn't matter what the outside looks like. It matters what happens on the inside. To to pretend to be somebody and have no food is not a good place to be. The righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. Do you know that one of the ways that they have for detecting people who are sociopaths is how they treat pets and small stray animals? It's first manifest in what you do with kittens and later is manifest in what you do with people. Great one there for you pet lovers here. The righteous care for the needs of their animals. Now, of course, this is not necessarily talking about pets. It's talking about farm animals. It's talking about animals who are working. But there are lots of verses in the Bible that talk about you can't muzzle the ox. The ox who's on the threshing floor gets to eat some of the grain from the threshing. There are verses in the Bible that talk about how we care for animals. Did you know that? It's interesting. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. I can think of people who always have that get rich scheme and would have been a lot better off by now if they had done the equivalent here of work their land. And that could be taking a job. It could be stuck, stuck with a project. It could be stuck with a business or whatever. But to keep chasing fantasies is not going to get us anywhere. The wicked desire the stronghold of evildoers, but the root of the righteous endure. That's an odd one. This sounds like a good name of a novel. The Root of the Righteous Endures. Again, we're talking about the righteous enduring. It's that first part that's harder to know what to do with. To understand this one, I had to go to some other translations that made it a little more obvious. The wicked desire the plunder of evil men. The wicked desire what evil men have. Whoever is wicked covets the spoils of evildoers. What it's saying is, it's almost there is no honor among thieves that wicked men are looking for what other people who are doing like them, how they are benefiting, and they want that too. Evildoers are trapped by their sinful talk, and so the innocent escape trouble. 
Do you know, do you believe that we can be trapped by what we say? And with sinful talk, so talk that misses the mark, talk that doesn't, that isn't beneficial. So sinful talk, when we talk about sins, we talk about sins of omission and sins of commission, right? What we do and what we don't do. Is it possible that sinful talk could also be a sin of omission? I think we understand that sins of commission, that we can say evil things, that we can hurt people intentionally or even hurt people accidentally, and that that could be sin. It misses the mark. But can we also have sinful talk where we fail to say the right thing, where we fail to stop that thing that's going on? I wonder. From the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things, and the work of their hands bring them reward. Isn't it amazing how many times Proverbs talks about what we say and that we can have fruitful lips, we can have lips that bear fruit, that we can say words that bear fruit, that have value to others and therefore bring back good things. And obviously the work of their hands, a lot of things here about don't be lazy work. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. It's an interesting thing. We talked about this numerous times that you get wise by being able to listen to others. When you're full of pride and you can't hear what others say, the way of fool seems right to them. I accept no other judgment except my own is a great way to be foolish. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. Pretty much by definition, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. We had one of these last chapter also. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Not only are we caused not to pierce like swords, but we are caused to bring healing with what we say. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. A lying tongue is getting itself into some big trouble. Deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, but those who promote peace have joy. It's interesting that deceit is the opposite of joy in this section here. Those who promote peace have joy. That sounds pretty good to me. I think I like the idea of having joy, but that means that I need to be one of those who is promoting peace. No harm overtakes the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. Sometimes I think the Proverbs are a little optimistic, but I know what they're trying to say in the long run, in the long term, that God is looking out and moving things in his direction and moving things where he wants to. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. How many times have we talked about lying so far in this particular chapter? God doesn't like lying. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. Just because we're willing to talk about it doesn't mean we know what we're saying. Just because someone is willing to give us their advice doesn't mean it's worth listening to. Diligent hands will rule, but lazy ends in forced labor. Again, don't be lazy. (laughs) Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. We had somebody who lives in our household who had a rough day today, and you know sometimes we just need that kind word. We need that word that says it's going to be okay, and that you're going to be okay, and that you're of value. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. How we choose our friends is really important. 
And I've seen that so many times in, I see that a lot of times in juvenile hall, obviously, when you get somebody who's fallen in with the wrong crowd. But I see it in other people as well that if you aren't good at choosing the people you hang out with, it doesn't end well. And sometimes in dramatic fashion, I think of my brother who hasn't always done the best job at choosing friends who ended up with someone, a roommate who tried to kill him. I mean, it can really end badly. We need to have wisdom in the friends we choose. And again, how do you choose? Character, character, character. The lazy do not roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. So the lazy aren't planting, they're not hunting, they're just watching TV, except they didn't even have TV at the time. In the way of the righteous, there is life along their path is immortality. Again, that theme of path we will see so many times here in Proverbs, that God wants us to be righteous, God wants us not to be lazy, God wants us to speak the truth, and God wants us to have joy that comes through promoting peace. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.